Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, right, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Big program today. We've got Linda Catalina on from Wake Up With Linda. And also the, the Mostly Peaceful Latinas podcast. Make sure you stick around for that. Also, a young lady named Taylor Silverman. She is a skateboarder who has been forced to compete against male skateboarders. Um, she, of course, a female. And actually got second place a couple of times where she would have won, but second place to a man. And this conversation keeps happening. I'm not going to stop talking about it until fairness is restored and that women have the same equal opportunity as men do when it comes to sports. That's what I thought Title IX was supposed to take care of on a Friday. Horns, no strings, then horns. Let's go. Exactly right. Carrie, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Making it happen. That's Polo. That is Sam. Let's go. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Free speech Friday. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh huh. Say what? Bring it now. Whatever's on your mind, fair game today. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. Really glad to have you along for the ride. Number is as usual, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Yeah, glad to have you here. You had the uh, the press secretary for the White House, for the President of the United States, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, today uh, just flat out defame Michael Knowles from uh, from the Daily Wire. We've had Michael Knowles on this program. He's a great guy, very good conservative voice, young guy, knows a lot. I brought him on to talk about Columbus Day a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, because um, he has insight into Columbus that doesn't go with the woke ideology out there about who Columbus was and how we should all hate the guy. Very, very smart man. He was at CPAC recently and talked about transgenderism. And Kareem Jean-Pierre just out and out lies about the guy. And we'll talk about that. We'll certainly bring that up. But the story that jumped out at me today is one I'll give you a little bit a little bit of background on. I don't know Colin Kaepernick, obviously. He's not somebody who lines with me politically. But when I became aware of Colin Kaepernick, I didn't know his politics. Didn't care. Didn't matter to me. I didn't even know his ethnicity, his ancestry, or his race. I knew that he was darker skinned, but not very dark skinned. He has features which could have made him, I don't know, Native American, could be black, could be could be part this, part that. I didn't know. And I didn't go in saying, I wonder what he is. What I went in saying was, wow, here's a guy 6'2", 6'3", who is built like a wide receiver, who throws the ball 60 yards on, on, a, on a rope, and who also is running anytime he wants for 100 yards a game. I was like, this is the prototypical future of quarterbacking in the NFL. He was so good that he brought the, the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens, where the Ravens won, but he took them there. And I was like, man, this guy's really good. Then all of a sudden, his athleticism dropped off. 
It was very strange. And all of a sudden, he was benched. He was now the backup quarterback. It was, I guess it wasn't that suddenly. Paul, you watch football probably more than I do. I know that you do more now. But back when this was all going on, I'm thinking this was 2014, 15, around like that. Um, do you remember, I mean, was it just a sudden fall? Did he have a big injury? Why did Colin Kaepernick not, just suddenly he became not as good as he was? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I think, I want to say that he may have gotten injured and then when he came back, he, he might not have been the same, but I, I I don't remember for sure. I feel like that's what happened. And I don't remember, I, for some reason, a shoulder's jumping out at me. Maybe there was a shoulder injury. I don't know. Um, and again, I've not researched it as much as I guess some who really care about this stuff would. But again, I never had a negative thought about Colin Kaepernick, but it did surprise me that he wasn't starting. And after he didn't get the start anymore, it's not like he started kneeling for the national anthem and then he lost his job. That didn't happen. After he wasn't the starter anymore, he became a big fat baby on the sideline. And he wasn't kneeling for the national anthem. At first, he was sitting on the bench. Everybody else was standing. He was sitting on the bench. And I didn't know why. I was like, why is this guy sitting on the bench? It's the national anthem. Then suddenly he's kneeling a few weeks later, whatever. And then some teammate kneels. Then some other black football players from around the league started kneeling. And allegedly, it was to, for some reason, protest police brutality. Now, here's a very rich guy. Colin Kaepernick was so good that he signed a long-term deal worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. In fact, his final year of the contract was I think a guaranteed eleven or fourteen million dollars for one year, and he was already by then the the backup quarterback. had had a mansion, took pictures with high end sports cars that he owned, was living the life. Some would say he got a radical girlfriend who believed in BLM and might have been Muslim. Not saying that Muslims will make you kneel for the national anthem. I'm not saying that uh, liking BLM necessarily means that you become an idiot. Although, I can make the argument probably for that one. But Kaepernick suddenly was taking pictures with Linda Sarsour, who's a radical Muslim who hates Israel and hates Jews and hates anybody who doesn't believe in what she believes. So radical that she was like removed from being the person involved in the women's march. I mean, radical. And Colin Kaepernick was there. And then suddenly he's wearing shirts that praise the, the Castros in Cuba. Fidel Castro and Rafael Castro. Was it Raul Castro? So he's praising them. He's praising Che Guevara. He's praising people who are fascist murderers. And he was losing even more of his sway with fans. And again, I didn't know his politics, didn't care. Didn't know his ancestry, didn't care. I liked that he was a great football player. And then suddenly he wasn't a great football player and started acting the fool of the sideline. He made some stupid movie comparing slavery to the NFL draft. The NFL draft is voluntary. You don't have to go. And once you go, they're going to see who has the best athleticism, who can throw the ball the best, catch the ball the best, kick the ball the best, whatever, who runs the fastest. It's a competition. And if you win the competition and make it to the next step, you make a league minimum hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you're a star, you make millions. It's nothing whatsoever like slavery, but this guy is so nuts that he thinks it is. Kaepernick, who identifies as black, and I'm, I'm here to tell you he's probably mixed, but fine, he's a black guy, was raised by white adoptive parents. 
They gave him a good upbringing. His birth parents didn't want him. Yet for some reason, he identifies with them more now. They raised him right, gave him a great education, gave him the ability to have drive and desire and ambition and become one of the most famous athletes on the planet worth millions. In fact, when he had that last year guaranteed 11 or 14 million, he actually left before even having, it was like a, it was like a player option. He thought that some other team would offer him more than the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't. In fact, there was only one team that I know offered him anything, and it was the Denver Broncos that offered him $900,000 for a year, and he refused it. He turned it down. Then Nike stepped in because they wanted to be as woke as possible. And this is when I stopped buying Nike, and I love Nike sneakers. I love them, but I don't wear them anymore. I haven't for years. They stepped up and gave him $30 million to be their representative, their spokesman. Now he's growing his hair out, he's got a big giant afro, and he is just completely a different looking guy than he was before. Nothing against afros. If I could grow one, I probably would. But the things he was saying were always couched with police are bad, white supremacy, racism and oppression in America, as if he's somehow one of the most least oppressed people on the planet was claiming oppression. Then he took a visit to what he called, I think, the motherland of the homeland, to Ghana, which is in Africa. In Ghana today, there are slaves. He said nothing about it. He didn't try to get rid of it. He acted like he was somehow getting back in touch with his roots. What, is it, what am I leading up to? Colin Kaepernick has now written a book. In the book, he denigrates, calls racist, and throws under the bus the parents who adopted him and gave him a great life. Carrie, if you don't mind, let's outline that story. And I'm just here to say, this is the most disgusting thing, most ungrateful thing I think I've ever seen. Go ahead. From CNN, former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick accused his white adoptive parents of perpetuating racism in their household in an interview with CBS's Adriana Diaz on Thursday. I know my parents love me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through, the 35-year-old said. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your home and how you move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. Kaepernick revealed that when he had cornrows as a child, his mother said, your hair is not professional, you look like a little thug. The former San Francisco 49ers quarterback added those become spaces where it's like, how do I navigate the situation now? But it also has informed why I have my hair long today. Rick and Teresa Kaepernick are a couple from Wisconsin. CNN attempted to reach out to them for comment, but did not immediately receive a response. In Colin in Black and White, a Netflix series revisiting Kaepernick's childhood from 2021, there is a scene depicting the moment the former NFL player's mother calls him a thug because they disapprove of his hair. The book titled Colin Kaepernick Changed the Game is a graphic novel memoir detailing his high school years before he entered the spotlight of professional sports. According to the Scholastic Publishing Group's press release, it was co-written with Eve Ewing. In the same interview, Kaepernick said he still has a desire to play football professionally. He hasn't played in the NFL since 2016 after his refusal to stand for the national anthem ahead of games to protest police brutality and racial injustice while he was a San Francisco 49er sparked controversy. He can't make a team because he's not, thank you, Kerry, he's not good enough anymore. He wasn't good enough when he was a starting quarterback and lost that job to I feel, I feel like it was a guy named Gabbert or something. Wasn't it a guy named Gabbert? Paul, does that sound familiar? Blaine Gabbert? I believe so. I, I feel like I feel like he got the... And then then it was Alex Smith, right? Wasn't he the starter at, at, at uh, the 49ers too? 
I think Alex Smith was the starter prior to uh, Kaepernick getting there, and then I think once he okay. came back from injury, maybe he started playing again. I could be wrong. Gotcha. There. Now, I, I again, I haven't watched football since 2016, except for a couple of Super Bowl games. But having said all of that, he just wasn't good enough to make the team and make the starting. Well, he was on the team, but he wasn't the starter anymore. Then he was finally given a tryout, and all of the teams were going to come and see it. This must be two years ago. And they had it at like the big stadium in Atlanta, I think. And he just decided not to show up and decided that he would do it at some high school field. The guy's nuts. There's nothing wrong with him. But whatever the tryout was, he didn't do very well. In fact, I think some of the, the players that were acting as receivers for him were picked up by NFL teams. They were very impressive. But he wasn't. And he didn't make it. And it has nothing to do with his race because the wide receivers that were picked up were black. So this guy has a chip on his shoulder for no reason. This guy has a chip on his shoulder and thinks that he's been oppressed and blacklisted, which isn't true. Again, he had that last year to be with the 49ers that he, he player option. He said no. And then he turned down the 900000 a year offered by John Elway and the Denver Broncos. And he's acting as if he somehow is oppressed. And now... In order to make even more money, he's a very rich guy because Nike's paying him millions. He wrote a book to denigrate the people that raised him. And let's say that he had cornrows, which I'm not sure that he did because why wouldn't his parents know that he was getting cornrows? But let's say that he had cornrows, which are like tight, small braids. And his parents said, that haircut is improfessional. You look like a little thug. That makes them racist? They raised him from a child that the black family didn't want to adulthood where he was flourishing in the NFL. And that's what he remembers from his upbringing. I certainly have been called things by my parents as I was growing up to teach me a lesson to get me on the right track. And his parents had a concern about which direction he was going. And if they said that, and I'm not sure they did, that's what he has to say to them after all these years of upbringing, treating him right, feeding, clothing, giving shelter to, and supporting? Really, that's the thanks? Because there are pictures of him as an adult with his family that raised him where he looks pretty damn happy. But then, of course, a woman came into the picture. He was no longer the starting quarterback, and he obviously is mentally very, very fragile. Your thoughts about this? I just find this to be so incredibly ungrateful, so incredibly backward to try to make some money on the backs of the people that raised you. It makes me sick. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. I do appreciate you being here. Linda Catalina from Wake Up With Linda and also the uh, Mostly Peaceful Latina um, podcast. Make sure that you stick around for that. We've also got Taylor Silverman on. She's a competitive skateboarder from Michigan who, um, for some reason, has to skate against guys. And she's gotten second place twice. That's cost her thousands of dollars in prize money 
to a guy that was skating in the same event. It doesn't make any sense. And at some point, we have to be smarter about this in this country and stop the BS. All right, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Incredible. We get Omaha Steaks. They send us the, 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 the cooler. And inside the cooler, incredible steaks, meats, seafood, sides. I mean, comfort foods, all sorts of stuff in there. And right now, they've got a great reason for you to get to the website, omahasteaks.com. Use uh, promo code PAGS as you head into spring. We've got a semi-annual sale happening, 50% off site-wide. Grab all your favorites like perfectly aged tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. When you go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code PAGS at checkout. Get an additional $30 off your order. It's a perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, use code PAGS at checkout, and take advantage of this deal. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. Don't miss your chance to save, and that chance is right now. Omahasteaks.com, use promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S, at checkout, and get an additional $30 off when you shop. There's semi-annual sale. Do it today. Minimum order may be required. All right, if you're just joining us, Colin Kaepernick is an ungrateful SOB. His adoptive parents did everything for him, and he's now throwing them under the bus that they were whitey somehow and uh, perpetrating racism even if they didn't know they were because they didn't like his cornrows. This is, this is how stupid this guy's become. You have to understand how unbelievably fragile Colin Kaepernick is. We go to the phone lines. We say hello to uh, Joe in Los Angeles. Hi, Joe. What's going on? Hey, Joe. I love the show. Thank you. Um, Kaepernick, uh, he didn't really fall off athletically. The NFL figured him out. He was a great runner and a great athlete, but once they figured out that he couldn't throw accurately, he, he wasn't a quality NFL quarterback. That's why he became a backup. And, and by the way, he had three chances to come back to the NFL. He, he's a grifter. This, this talk about being blackballed from the league. As you pointed out, uh, he went into his last year with the 49ers with a $14 million contract, but he could have opted out. The Broncos offered him a two-year deal for $14 million, but he didn't want to take the 50% pay cut. Then Seattle brought him in. They wanted to, they wanted to um, give him a contract, but he didn't want to be a backup to Russell Wilson. Then the Baltimore Ravens made a deal to fly him back and sign him as the quarterback. And then you mentioned his girlfriend, Nessa, who is a Muslim and a DJ in the San Francisco Bay Area. As when the, the Bronco, I mean, the Ravens owner, Steve Bashotti, wanted to sign him, but said, come back and let's sit down and let's have a meeting and then we'll sign this contract. His girlfriend posted a meme on her social media account of, of Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from his movie where he was a slave owner, and she put Steve Bashotti's face over, wow. over, Dica- over, the, over DiCaprio's face, implying that Steve Bashotti was a slave master. So uh, Bashotti saw that and said, well, the hell with this. I don't want him now. So It's, it's, um, it's great yeah, information, Joe. I gotta, he's I gotta, not blackballed from the well, NFL. No, I'm with you. He's a grifter, and he doesn't want to play in the NFL. I think he's afraid to. No. But, but having said all of that, the one thing that, I, that I'm going to disagree with you on is I remember the news conference with John Elway saying, we wanted Colin to come here. We offered Colin a deal. He turned us yes. down. But the details of that deal were not $14 million over two years. I remember it being one year for 900000 And that's, that's on Kaepernick. Well, they, were gonna, they, had a trade, they had a trade worked out, and it was going to get two oh, the, years and fourteen. and that, he said that, he didn't want be, to take a 50% pay cut. No, that may be true, but but I know that the deal that yeah. day that, that Elway said, look, we did offer him a contract. Right. Um, I remember the number 900000 either from ESPN or from Elway himself. Bottom line is the guy could have played in the NFL. I just don't think that he was able to physically go through it anymore or mentally he couldn't deal with it anymore joe great information i appreciate you calling in bottom line is he could have been back in the nfl he's out of the nfl because he just wasn't good enough anymore keep it here don't be an a-dub stay with the joe pag show